welcome to Beers and Buckets, the only college basketball and sometimes NBA basketball podcast that reviews beer and the only uh, beer review podcast that sometimes reviews uh, college basketball and NBA basketball. So my name is Connor and like always I'm joined by Dal. Dal, how you doing tonight, my man? Hey, the NBA draft is a very fun time, so I am doing great. Yep, yep, I'm with you there. So, uh, spoiler alert, we are reviewing the NBA draft tonight. It's not actually completed yet. They're on, what, picks 38, 39, somewhere in between there. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and give a review in the first round. Um, before I kick it off, I will say Dal doesn't have a beer to review because we just did one two nights ago. But I, I went to the store and found, Dal found a, a Orlando Brewing Company type brewery uh orange blossom brewing which is like a mere two minutes away from um amway center and this is the honey pilsner squared so i'm gonna give it a little sip real quick the reason i picked orlando brewing because like you guys know orlando had the number one pick tonight uh if my hat didn't clarify it for the uh all the listeners of this podcast i could see my hat but here it go here's this beer you could have given me a million guesses as to what the name of the Orlando Magic Arena was, and I would have gotten it wrong every single time. Yeah, because you're casual. It's okay. 11%. Completely true. 11% ABV, by the way. But dang, this is a really tasty beer. Jeez, you're going to be hammered by the end of this. <laughs> and this is not my first beer tonight. Um I think most of Orlando is hammered right now, to be honest with you, because in a shocking turn of events with the number one pick, the Magic selected. Who did they select, Al? They selected uh, one Paolo Banchero. 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 Uh, did you like my use of the happy, like the excited Sopranos? Like, it was just fantastic. Oh, man. Shout out to uh, Vagberg, I think his name is on Twitter, that he's a Magic fan. He, he was very on board with an all-Italian draft for Orlando. Unfortunately, we only got half an Italian draft, but it worked out in our favor. We got Paolo Banchero. So let's start the clock here. Um, you got a minute, Dal. Tell me, how do you think he fits here in Orlando? Wait, I'm doing the I'm doing we'll, the Orlando we'll both, pick. We'll both do one. We'll both do okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, no, I mean, I I really like the pick. It any of the top three guys are going to be a great fit uh, for Orlando. He brings a ton of scoring and playmaking, which I think is really nice. Um, it'll be nice to have a front court playmaker alongside Franz Wagner, who kind of flashed that too. So, I don't really think you could go, could have gone wrong with any of the three. So, congrats on getting your guy. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, like I, I told you guys before, I think I was higher on Chet than all three, but I was still very high on Paolo. It's like uh, splitting hairs between the two. I was a little lower on Jabari just because of his handle. That's what um, I think Paolo does really well. He has a good handle, can finish well. He uh, he has a really good playmaker, just passing ability and all that. So love the fit there, like you said, with Wagner. Um, I think Suggs will come along nicely, and uh, I don't know. I, I gotta kind of have a wonder of what they're gonna do with Jonathan Isaac in that big contract. And uh, obviously, we know that Mo Bamba is might be on the move, probably on the move. So I thought maybe we would find out that he's on the move with a uh, Christian Coloco, but that didn't turn out, and we'll we'll get to that where he landed later. But all right, moving on. Well, don't or, they don't ahead. they have to do a trade for him after the? Like season year turns around because it's a sign and trade. That is correct. But if they had taken Christian Coloco, that could have been just a very prominent, like 
this hey we're we're getting rid of bomba by take with this pick you know um and and I he also, even said that so true i also think that they just let jonathan isaac play this year because his his value is at an all-time low yeah like you're getting you're gonna be getting pennies on the dollar for him so you might as well just let him try and rebuild some of his value and also if he turns out to be really really good again and stays healthy then you just keep him and yeah because you could you could still play jonathan isaac at the three he could play paulo at the three in my opinion so uh that's that's an option there so all right let's move on uh we don't spend any more time and waste all our time on the number one pick when the number two pick is just as good if not better uh the thunder took chet holmgren dell what do you think about this pick we get chet and poku let's go that's all i have (laughs) pumped oh man this is a great pick. I love the fit there. The Thunder killed this draft. Other than uh, you know, maybe later on with uh, Peyton Watson, that was a questionable pick. But uh, we don't need to talk about that one. But outside of that pick, man, they really killed it. Or they could be onto something with Peyton Watson, and we just don't actually know. No, no Peyton Watson is going to Denver. That pick's going to Denver. Did it, oh yeah, they get traded to Denver. That's right. Yeah, Thunder yeah, killed this draft. A, a trade from a while ago. They got they got both Jalen Williams Williams, but we'll talk about that in a second. But how do we feel about about the about Chet and and OKC? I just think it's a great fit for him. I think it would have been better than his fit at the Rockets. No, I mean it's a beautiful beautiful fit. It also I am completely convinced, even though they traded three of the picks they had for next year, because going into this draft they had five first round picks, assuming yeah. all of them conveyed. They had five first-round picks. Now they only have two because they traded three for a pick we will talk about later. But um, I'm I'm fully I, – I think Presti would sell his soul for Victor Wimbanyama next year. Yeah. So taking a guy that is probably of the top three going to take the longest to develop, at least in the short term, in Chet is a great move for now and for the future. And if they get Chet and Victor Wimbanyama – that's terrifying and super fun. So. Yeah, you'd have to be, you'd have to wonder how that all three Paku, Chet, and and uh, Victor Wembanyama would fit together. Just because, like, there's not a they, whole lot of ball handling. They there. will fit anywhere because they literally are all so skinny that they can fit anywhere. Uh, I guess, yeah, <laughs> that's what you meant, right? Uh, the speed would not be something I'd I'd be happy about, but yeah. <laughs> Who needs speed when you can just extend your arm across the court and put the ball in the hoop, <laughs> like the mo- like Michael Jordan in Space Jam? <laughs> they they literally probably have the wingspan to stretch literally from like baseline to baseline. Just I wouldn't doubt it. Seven foot nine was was Chet's wingspan. That's insane. That's insane. And also, side has to be like seven foot five. Yeah. Side He's note so is side note like the the whole thing about. Orlando taking the the wingspan warriors, the long boys has to be put to rest now because they had the ultimate long boy that they could have taken and they didn't take him. So uh, that that's done. We're done with that. We're Italians. Now we're the Italian Italian. I don't know. I can't think of another word for the alliteration, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, we're we're the Italians. (laughs) All right. Next pick, the Rockets take, Jabari Smith Jr. and that dude looked like he was not having a good time. I don't know. Is yeah, that just what was me? that? No, that was weird. He looked like he was pissed off. Uh, I, don't I mean, know. he probably thought he was going one at some point. So he he probably read all day that he was going number one because <laughs> everyone did. Uh, yeah, that was that's pretty wild. Um, 
I, I like the fit here. I think I think between Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, like that's those are two really good scores right there alone. Um, and and then you got to, he's not like a bad defender at all. He's a good def, good defender, good rebounder. Like I said in my tweets earlier today, if you follow me on Twitter, I I'm I was concerned as a Magic fan using the number one pick on what could be just Richard Lewis, you know, uh, like a, just a, a slightly above role player or a role player, but. I think Jabari Smith is still going to have a great career regardless of what he will be classified as. What do you think? No, I mean, what what I like about this one, and I mean, we went into this expecting Paolo to be the pick here. Uh, at least that's what kind of the odds are looking like. Yeah. But the the nice thing about Jabari, I think, is that he fits best with Alperin Shingun. And I don't really know if Alperin Shingun is going to be a – like a guy that you make draft decisions based on, but at least for now, you give him the best chance to develop into someone that could be a like cornerstone franchise piece yeah. by getting Jabari Smith, who can play more on the perimeter than Paolo, and gives uh, Shingun more room to kind of play make and kind of develop there. So yeah, it. I think it. I think it works. I think it worked out well, honestly, for all three teams in the in this top. And I mean, I, I think Jabari Smith is going to be really good um, in the league too. And it's kind of nice. I think because of the things that he has to work on, which are finishing at the rim and his ball handling, are the two kind of big ones. It's nice that he probably will have a little bit more time and space to be able to work on that in the like in Houston because it's weird to say this, that like Orlando is on a much faster timeline and trying to win now more, more like soon. I'm sure that hurt you hurt for you to say, but you are a hundred percent correct in that assessment. (laughs) I mean, it didn't hurt. I'm just messing. It hurts a lot of people to say, Uh, but you're, you're a real one. But like, I mean, the magic now have a really solid core and have enough pieces where they could, I mean, they could compete for, I don't know if home field like or home court advantage is realistic in the East, but like they should be a playoff team next year. And I don't think Houston, I don't think that's in the cards for Houston really. And I don't think that that's what they're shooting for. At the so, very least, the Magic could be a play-in team. At the very, I right. think at the very, very least at this point, if everyone exactly. stays healthy, you know, you have Marco Fultz coming back, you have Jonathan Isaac coming back, you have you have different things that you can move around to maybe bolster your status as a as a playoff team uh but yep, for right you either, now you either, yeah you either keep terrence ross and hope that he is that kind of like win now piece or you trade him to do whatever i mean like they they definitely the magic are still flexible and could for sure get to the point where they are a playoff team Absolutely. whereas like i mean i don't think the rocket i think if the rockets were good enough where that kind of becomes realistic they'd be fine with that but i don't think that they're really concerned with trying to compete for the playoffs right now so the i i like the pick for for them as well yeah yeah all right let's move on uh the kings select keegan murray out of iowa how do we feel about this i'm a huge fan of murray i think i think you are too but i think i'm you're higher higher on murray than 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 you are i mean he just seems like a very prototypical guy that can fit there without the ball like he doesn't need the ball he can create if he needs to but he 
is an elite shooter that's like 6'10". The big, big wings are kind of the, I mean, they kind of always have ran the league, but especially in the last couple of years, like those have, big wings are what run the league. And he mm-hmm. seems like that he might not be on the level of like a Jason Tatum or a, I mean, LeBron is always an outlier, but he doesn't seem like he might, that he has the, that that's something that is likely, but he, I guess, could get there. But either way, he's still going to be a really solid shooter that is that allows them to be versatile. And it's nice that he is a frontcourt player that plays on the perimeter so that Sabonis doesn't get clogged up on the inside. That's what I was thinking. I, I actually do like the fit here. I'm not I'm not as high as Murray as you, like as I am or as you are on him, but um, I still think that he's a solid player like you said he could play without the ball he could he's that tweener so he could play you know three here he could play a four here you know whatever whatever they need him to do but the, i think the best part about it is the kings didn't just like they took the best player available while looking at what happened the last two years because the last two years they took halliburton and and the year before the davion mitchell or you know whatever it was reversed and and they what they did was they took away they took players that took the ball out of their best player's hand and you could do that if you're not gonna if you're gonna move that that other player and just re- commit to rebuilding around whatever player you took, uh, but this is an opportunity to keep the player that you have that you signed a huge deal to, um, you're paying a lot of money to, and also keep the guy that you just acquired in a trade happy as well that he might want to stay. So this is a, this is a good pick. Um, the new new front office for the Kings is they're proven that they know what they're doing here. So uh, I think it's a great fit. And maybe I'm not as high as uh, on him as others are, but I still think it'd be a, a, a quality piece here for the Kings. All right, with the next pick, the Pistons select Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. I personally think this was like one of the steals. Well, not, maybe not steal because it's five, but like, good lord, yeah. like it dropped. They dropped it dropped to his lap because everyone thought he was going to be a king or maybe even a rocket. Yeah. You know, what I mean, um, or or that Indiana was going to trade up for him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like we even talked about how the Pistons might take Shaden Sharp, and that'd be a good combination for a backcourt with Cade Cunningham. But man, Caden Ivyham is going to be awesome. Like a great backcourt. I love the fit here um, because Cade can play without the ball in his hands. We saw that at Oklahoma State. We saw that last year with even with Killian Hayes. Uh, so Cade can play without the ball being in his hands. Jaden Ivy has oppor- he has a room for growth. He doesn't like his high expectations, but they're not in win now mode. So he could definitely go and, and learn how to play in this league, especially next to a really like they have a really good team. Man, I'm really excited for this. What do you think about the Pistons pick? I mean, it's incredible. The one slight knock that you have on Cade is that he isn't the most insanely explosive athlete. And they just probably got, if not the most explosive athlete, definitely the most like in-game explosive athlete. Because there are guys that had higher verticals and better athletic testing numbers than Ivy. But none of them compare to how that athleticism transforms on the court. It's like whenever you see guys and you're like, oh, they run a four or five, but they run like the same speed in pads yeah. in football. And you're like, it translates. And Ivy's athleticism translates better than anyone else's in this draft. And it is nice because he and Kate can both play on and off the ball. Mm-hmm. I am very anti taking the ball out of Kate Cunningham's hands. 
because he's so good with the ball. But to me, the thing that I'm most excited about here is that Jaden Ivey is going to have the potential or like the chance to attack defenses that have already been broken down by Cade and he is going to eat on those opportunities. So I'm yeah super excited about this backcourt. And then they, no. I mean, they have the, they have the potential to get like Deandre Ayton, if they can make that happen in a sign and trade, they have a ton of room to make a bunch of moves that could really make them, if not a, a great team, at least like an elite league pass team where you sign up to watch 10 games of them every year because they're super <laughs> exciting. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, let's move on um, with the sixth pick. The Indiana Pacers select um, Benedict Matherin from Arizona. What do you think of this pick? I think you know my thoughts on this pick. Yeah, I mean, it's a great pick. You, you actually probably, I really like him, but you probably like him more than me. So you can you can cover this one. I mean, I, I texted as soon as they drafted him. I think it, Halliburton, <laughs> Halliburton, Matherin backcourt is sexy as hell. Like they're, they're, you can't get it, that's that's really pretty, um, really pretty basketball because Matherin is really good without the ball in his hands. He's also good with the ball in his hands, and same with Halliburton. So they complement each other really well. Um, but I just like the shooting ability that Matherin gets. He, a lot of people are saying that he's probably the best shooter in this draft. I, I would I would agree with that, even though his his percentage doesn't reflect that you also got to think of volume too i mean he was one of the the one of the more like trigger happy guys yeah i mean i don't know if he'll he'll turn out i don't know if he is the best shooter in the draft but if he ends up being the best shooter in the draft i would not be surprised at all i guess is the way i would put it yeah yeah that makes sense so um but we'll move on then um all right so with the seven pick the blazers select shaden sharp from the university of kentucky yes he is from the university of kentucky whether he played there or not he's still from there and we're gonna back that pick uh, at least i am gonna back that pick as kentucky fans this is a weird yes. pick this is a weird pick i don't know how i feel about it though yeah like maybe he comes in and is really really good from the jump and i this looks like a dumb take but <laughs> it just seems weird that they are they seem to be all in on winning now with dame there he has kind of given up multiple opportunities where he could have probably pushed for a trade or they could have just traded him yeah and he has chosen to stay because he thinks they can win there and this just seems like a pick that isn't overly um what's the word like urgent this doesn't seem like an urgent pick at all and it could end up being great and i am i mean i i think it's a great landing spot for him just because small market um a team from the north being he's from he's from canada granted it's really far from ontario but (laughs) whatever like it's it just seems like it's a it'll be a good spot for him to develop um Mm -hmm. they did a great job with anthony simons and they're different players but kind of similar in the the way that they got to the league with Anthony Simons. Yeah. Um, Cause he didn't play in college. They have done a great job of developing him. I saw him um, play so, high school too. That was really fun. Yeah. yeah. So he, I, I, I love the landing spot for him. It just seems weird from a team building perspective. Yeah. I think they're probably looking more for the future. And if you get anything out of him in the immediate side of the ball, like great, you know, but that's um, like, that's house money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, Hot take. I think Anthony Simons is on the move. I think they're I think they're gonna look to move him. Maybe uh maybe Orlando looks to get him. I, I can see that. Um, but we'll see. 
he's a hometown boy. He grew up Orlando fan. I could see them definitely moving to Terrence Ross and future pick to maybe grab him because Terrence Ross would be that win now type of piece for them. So we'll see. Um, That's what you all need. Another, another undersized guard to guard. Yeah. (laughs) At least Simon's can shoot. That's all I'm saying. That's that's true. All right. So with the eighth pick Pelicans draft Dyson Daniels from G league at night, how are we feeling about this pick? I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've watched a ton of G League night tape or know a ton about Dyson Daniels. To I, I was listening to a podcast earlier. I can't remember who it was. Um, but I think they compared his game a lot to Lonzo Ball in the, like, is long and likes to play make and mm-hmm. isn't overly excited about dribbling into traffic and doing stuff, like, kind of pressured. And the big question, I think, too, is his shot. So the Pelicans have one of the best shooting coaches in the league. They got uh, Lonzo Wright on on that front. They've gotten a ton of other people to really improve from a shooting perspective. So it's a great landing spot. No, I like the landing spot, too. I'm I'm not going to, like I said, like you said, I'm not going to sit here and BS you and say that I watched every G League night game, but I did watch... (laughs) A couple of draft videos on Dyson Daniels seems like a good spot for them. They, I mean, they were they made the playoffs and they they were you know they were right there. So any any time a team takes can take somebody that has you know needs a little bit more time and uh, they don't need to immediately you know impact the game. That's that's great. You know by all means go for it. Um, so with with Dyson Daniels, I think it's funny because if you told me a year ago that Dyson Daniels is going with the eighth pick and Jaden Hardy's going with the 37th pick, I would have been like, you are insane. But that this is just proves that rankings don't always mean that it doesn't always reflect how good they are. You know, how good the player really is. Like some people um, outplay the rankings. Some people don't live up to their rankings. So keep that in mind for the future people. Yeah. <laughs> this one was a surprise pick with the ninth pick. The Spurs select Jeremy Sohan. I feel like he it was like it like great that he landed in San Antonio. I feel like this is like a match made in heaven. Am I am I off in this assessment? No, I mean it's super cool. He uh he gets to stay, I mean, like relatively home. Texas is a big place, but gets to stay in Texas. Uh I love Jeremy Sean's game. He's he and Tari Eason are I think the two guys that really can truly guard one through five in yep. this draft. And with all of the the kind of pieces that San Antonio has been building, I feel like that their I don't know their team just seems kind of like disjointed. It's a bunch of pieces, but they haven't really put it all together. I think having a guy like Sohan can be it's a cliche, but like can be like a glue guy that can kind of mm-hmm. fill in the holes where they need and make a bunch of lineups possible. So yeah, I, I like the I like the spot. Yeah, I really like the the fit here. Like you said, he could guard one through five. One of the few guys in this draft that can do it. So great fit. I think he fits the culture well. Um, I just like it all around great. They have a good shooting coach too, right? Or did the guy that was there whenever they made Kawhi Leonard into a good shooter, did he leave? Mm. Let me look this up actually. Because if that's the case, then I mean, the one thing, it's the same thing with him, is if his shot can come around, he his value skyrockets. Oh, absolutely. So if they can. No, I'm with you on that for sure. We can keep going and I'll (laughs) do some digging on that shooting coach. All right. 
with the 10th pick, the Washington Wizards select Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. I know, I think you and I both agree we're not super high on Johnny Davis. You're not, you're, I think I'm higher on him than you are, but you are very low on him. So it's not saying much about how high I am, I am on Johnny Davis here. Uh, how do we think the fit works out with, with Johnny Davis? First of all, Woj said that he's a point guard, which he is not a point guard. <laughs> brother i'm low on johnny davis and i'm even lower if they're trying to make him a one <laughs> i just i don't get it man i hope the kid succeeds oh, yeah. but i i don't get it also it's chip england and he is still the well there you go an, an assistant jeremy is, sohan is future kawhi leonard so. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no with, with johnny davis i think I think he, I think we've just seen his ceiling. I don't know if that shot really translates. Um, so, I mean, yeah, his, his shot could develop, and that'd be great for the Wizards. It it just doesn't. It's just a, just a weird fit. I don't I don't really feel like I feel like the Wizards need a lot more help than just Johnny Davis. And looking at who was drafted after him, they probably could have gotten better pro, like prospects than what they got in Johnny Davis. But that's me. Yeah, uh, so I will say the one thing, and I can't remember the source on this either. I feel like I'm quoting a bunch of stuff that I am like, oh, I heard this, yeah, and can't remember where from. But the I remember someone saying that when you're looking from college to pros, the thing to look at someone's scoring potential is more the them being able to create volume than them being able to be efficient on small volume. Yeah. You'd rather draft a guy. If you want him to be like a true, like all NBA level scorer, you'd rather him be able to have the volume and then you can work on kind of getting more efficient there and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing rather than trying to say, Oh, Hey, you were efficient on six shots or whatever. We need you to bump it up to 20. Yeah. Uh, And so that's the one positive that I think comes with, Johnny Davis is Johnny Davis is never going to be on a team that has less help around him than he was on this last year's Wisconsin team. So he should be able to hopefully translate that into more efficiency and I guess some more playmaking, which I'm not super high on his playmaking ability, but like hopefully that that translates and you see him work out, but I'm not confident in it. Yeah. All right, with the twelfth pick, the oh, actually the eleventh pick. Sorry, the New York Knicks select Usman Jang, but he was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. How are we feeling about that? It's super high upside swing. Um, yeah, he really struggled early on at like whenever he was playing for New Zealand, and then came on strong at the end according to the graphic they showed on the draft. And I mean, yeah, he's another 6'10 guy that is it's a good playmaker, uh, but is, I don't know, just like a, I feel like it, it's funny that they took him because I feel like that he is in a very similar mold to Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. where dude coming from Australia slash New Zealand, he is super high upside. He is fine on defense and his main skill is like ball handling playmaking yeah. shot creation but isn't the most efficient and it seems like that they're just kind of stockpiling a bunch of guys that can do that so if he pans out which he should have the runway to to develop he should be really good 
Yeah, I agree with that. And then with the very next pick, the the Thunder select Jalen Williams <laughs> from Santa Clara, which is, I mean, he's one of the he's one of my sleepers in this draft. I, I mean, we saw him going anywhere from late se- or early second round, late first round. Now he I mean he went twelfth. So uh, he he instant he definitely did something right at the workouts and in uh, the combine for teams to be this high on him for the Thunder to be this high on him. How do we think the fit works there? I mean, the nice thing about the Thunder is they have so much playmaking that the fit is really nice. Like essentially, no matter what he his his big thing is that he's a great shooter. He shot forty four percent on catch and shoot threes, and was really good at movement shooting as well. I don't have the percentage on his like movement shots, but it's nice that he is someone that. He can play make a little bit and has really good feel for the game, but the thing that I think feel like that they're going to lean on him is kind of the the shooting and like linking play. I don't feel like that he's going to be like a big initiator, but even if he even though he can, so I I mean I love the fit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, with the 13th pick, the Hornets draft Jalen Duran from Memphis. <laughs> traded like three times he lands at in the next right is that the final landing spot uh or did he get traded back to the to the hornets no he got traded to detroit he's in detroit now he got traded to detroit yeah. I, I thought they announced that they traded tra- him back to the knicks and they get like three three first round picks out of it i'm pretty sure that's that's where he ended up uh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> the, the whole, this whole, I was going to say this for like the last call or whatever, but the stupid, I understand why we have to do it because of how the trades are set up where it has to happen when like the count, the league calendar switches over or whatever. But the whole like, oh, this is a proposed trade and we have the hats that are yeah. wrong and the, <laughs> all this dumb shit. Like, just tell me where he's actually going to land, please. Uh, fuck. Uh, like, I think he's going to Detroit. I, I really he it's got hard traded. To tell. He got traded from Charlotte to New York, and with that came the the Kimball Walker trade. They shipped him and Kimba to Detroit. Detroit's going to buy Kimba out. I think during staying. Let's see. Let, 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 let's let's look here. I'm the, on... three, the three the three first rounders are from OKC for Oklahoma city trading up to 11. And I don't think those are moving. I think New York's keeping them. This is, this is wonderful podcasting. It's content is us just just being really confused and trying to figure out this confusing ass trade. So I I remember like, so when Orlando was taking Caleb Houston, it was announced right before that the Knicks were quite no who was it it was announced right before I thought it was that one maybe I don't know I honestly don't know um anyways Jalen good at basketball yeah <laughs> he's a he's a Where really good he passer it's a really good passer he's a really strong big he can stretch the floor a little bit he's gonna he's definitely gonna be able to do that more uh and just get better at it so yeah, I think I think you're right, but I mean also that was two hours mom. ago. 
that he was that yeah, was saying that he was that the Pistons were acquiring him. So I feel like he got traded back and forth and back and forth. And I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snap. <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was wild. But Jalen Duran's going to be good either at the Knicks or at at the Pistons. I think the Pistons will be a better spot for him. But uh, yes. all around, I think I think good for good for him. Happy for he's him. also. He's also the best lob finisher in this draft. He literally catches everything. Yeah, that's true. Dope. Very true. Very true. So, all right, with the 14th pick, the Cavaliers select Ochai Baji from Kansas. How are we feeling about this pick? Um, I think this is one of the ones that was kind of chalk. I feel like that this has been yeah. rumored. I have a couple of Cavs fans, friends that were kind of expecting this. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's chalk. Um, I think the fit's good there. There's, it's not like he's taking minutes right now from Sexland, so uh, that's fine with me. And uh, I think he's going to get some quality minutes off the bench. Could be a start, could be a good six man uh, in a couple of years. I think would be great for him. So him getting to learn from Karis Levert is cool too, because I feel like they're similarish players. Very true. All right, with the 15th pick, the Hornets select Mark Williams. You and I both agree that this was probably the landing spot for him. We glad we're glad that Charlotte's able to get some uh, front or backcourt depth or front court depth, excuse me, uh, to to add to that. I, I think you like this pick. They have a front court person that isn't a Plumley or a Zeller, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> uh, no, this was well actually going to was one that i was like i need this more than i need oxygen yeah but mark williams to i wanted tari eason and mark williams for the hornets but i'll settle with just one of those but no i mean mark williams with with the mellow is a super fun fit i'm i i do not have an nba team i have like four or five western conference teams that i cheer for uh and the heat and the hornets since i lived in charlotte um are kind of the two so I'm excited for Charlotte to be able to to add him and work him in because they have needed a five yeah. since I have been watching them. So, <laughs> all right, uh, with the 16th pick, the Atlanta Hawks select AJ Griffin from Duke. Uh, you and I are both low on him. I think this is a good landing spot for him, though. I think good this, landing spot for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a, a solid spot where he's not expected to contribute right away. Um, he can kind of work himself into it, but in, in, in the minutes that he does get, he's going to be, you know, he's a really good shooter. I still wonder like, are his numbers a little bit inflated because he didn't play like a whole, whole lot to start the season. I mean, like November, December he didn't play a whole lot. And then when he did play, his not like his three volume, like his three, four percentage is like 40 something percent, but I, he was only taking what, like two, three, two or three threes per game. Like, uh, it almost seems like a little bit of a facade as far as his, his shooting ability goes. What do you think there? I know he has a really wide base and you've pointed that out before. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing to put out. All right. So he shot 159 threes last year. So that's solid volume. Yeah. My, my concerns with him were kind of like a lack of playmaking and the fact that he never gets to the free throw line, actually that end that he has sprained both of his knees, uh, but the nice thing about the landing spot is that Trey Young is just going to set him up for catch and shoot threes, yes. and that's going to be his main role, and that is good for him because he's good at that. Yep. All right. So moving on, 
The Rockets select with the 17th pick Tari Eason from LSU. You and I are also super high on Tari Eason. Explain why you think this is a good landing spot for him at the Rockets. Because uh, it continues their all-SEC draft, which we will <laughs> even further continue later. Uh, no, I mean, like we said earlier, he and Sohan are the two kind of guard one through five. Honestly, I kind of like him a little bit better than Sohan, probably just because I think his offensive game is more advanced. He should fit beautifully next to next to Paolo. I mean, because what? Now, this is a little bit spoiler, but whether you want Kevin Porter Jr. or Tata Washington at the one, you have him, but you your, your two through four is Jalen Green, Tari Eason, Paolo. Like, that's really really fun so yeah and and again kind of the he doesn't have the the pressure to develop he can his shot and his offensive game can develop at a reasonable rate and he's not pressured to kind of do more than he he needs to absolutely yeah yeah i'm with you on that all right with the 18th pick the chicago bulls select dalen terry from arizona I'm not super high on Dalen Terry. I don't know how I like the fit here either. Um, what do you think of this? This could be really good or really bad. And that's like, those are the two options. <laughs> so it's not can really you, Can uh, you, can you repeat uh, that? Take, you like, Oh uh, yeah. Can I you repeat that? It kind of like cut out. This could be either really good or really bad. And, those are the two options <laughs> like always. So it's not exactly saying anything, but no, nah, I mean, I, I like Dalen Terry's game a lot. He's a jumbo point guard that can, can play make for them. He should allow them to have some, uh, some size and some versatility on defense there. It's fine. I don't have a, I don't have a super strong opinion on this one. Yeah. I'm with you on that as well. Um, all right, so with the 19th pick, the Timberwolves draft Jake LaRavia, but he was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. What, I mean, you know probably more than anybody I know about Jake LaRavia. Is this a good fit, or how are we feeling about this? The nice thing about Jake LaRavia is I think he literally fits anywhere. He's There are definitely some guys probably that could fit better on any team, but I think he's super – interchangeable he's a perfect guy to be that connector piece i so i was talking about this earlier i think that a comp for him that i really like is gordon hayward where gordon hayward isn't ever going to be your primary ball handler but he's a perfect guy when you need to be able to say all right within the flow of an offense we just need the ball to be able to move and for the person who has the ball to make good decisions that he's either scoring or passing and jake larry can Laravia can do all that. 19 is earlier than I was expecting, which I'm pleasantly surprised about. Yeah. But, I mean, it, I, I think his, his shooting is definitely going to be welcome in Memphis. Uh, add some some more spacing there. And I, I love the fit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, uh, with the 20th pick, the Spurs select um, Malachi Branham from Ohio State University. You aren't, you aren't as, as high on Malachi as I am. Uh, I think this is a good fit because I mean the kid can shoot the ball. Uh, he can, I, th- I like his playmaking abilities. Um, I mean he doesn't have to like he, like we said he doesn't have to con- contribute on day one, so I think it's a great fit for him. Um, what do you think of this pick? 
This is my second Dal or I guess third Dalstradamus. I have been saying for a while that he gives yeah. me Josh Primo vibes, and then he goes where Josh Primo went last year. So <laughs> good for him. Yeah, definitely. Maybe he's a step up from Josh Primo, and I don't know why <laughs> Josh Primo went what like with like the third or thirteenth pick or something like that, uh, something crazy. So, all right, with twenty first pick, the Nuggets select Christian Brown from Kansas University. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel I'm like they have to see his mom. <laughs> yeah, you and everybody else in America. <laughs> um, no, I, I just I feel like. With the Nuggets, like you know, what it would have been a great pick for the Nuggets, in my opinion, would have been Ty Ty. Uh, but you know, they got Christian Brown. Christian Brown is pretty sneaky athletic, and I know I say that as a joke because he's white, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's sneaky athletic. Uh, he can defend the perimeter, and and his shooting isn't his strong suit, but it's not a weakness either. So uh, I think I think it's it's a decent fit with the Nuggets. I just feel like there's probably were better options for them. Uh, and mainly Nikola Jovic, just so they can have the Jovic-Jokic connection there and That's the Serbian right. connection that we talked about last week or Tuesday night. But uh, all things considered, I think Brown's a good fit. So we we can move on, though. Um, with the 20 any, any, I was going to say, anyone can play with Nikola Jokic. He is going to yeah. make anyone be good. So That's very true. That's very true. So with the 22nd pick, the Grizzlies select Walker Kessler out of Auburn. He's been traded to the Timberwolves. I think this is a good fit too. Uh, I think a, a lot of people were like booing this pick. I don't know. You you have the twenty second pick. It's been traded to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, you just get the backup center. Like that's what you're getting out of Walker Kessler. I like it. Yeah, I mean they need they need rim protection, mm -hmm. but it's like a you got the bread, but at what cost kind of thing. Like yeah. I just don't like the. I don't. I don't think you could ever play. Walker Kessler in a playoff game in the NBA and that like so cool you have a rim protector to play in the regular season but that's how's it. that get I, you in the playoffs yeah after I they just don't. barely made the playoffs and they won that game yeah I don't I I like the fit I think I think you can you could probably doubt it but I mean he's gonna be he's gonna get you rebounds he's gonna get you uh blocks and you know what if this jumper advance is great you know if not oh well um you move on it's the 22nd pick so I, don't, I wouldn't be too worried about it um I mean and then the one thing they needed was rim protection to be able to allow Carl Anthony Towns to be able to play kind of float around player, yeah he is not a he's not a a defensive anchor no no and and that's walker kessler's bread and butter so uh i think it's right. i think it's a decent fit for him so uh with the 23rd pick the sixers select david roddy from colorado state he'd been traded to memphis so i i don't know if i like the fit here either uh with david roddy at memphis what do you think what 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 number are we on for dalstradamus picks because <laughs> i've been talking about i need a desmond bain yep, david roddy combo uh he definitely fits the whole grit and grind mentality yeah to a t so from a kind of like culture standpoint he seems great he's built like a tank I'm not, man he's huge dude, yeah yeah he and desmond bain are going to bench 85 million pounds uh, he needs to be running lead block for Derrick Henry. Like, dude is huge. 
<laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, um, no, I, I don't think it's a terrible fit. I just don't love it because it doesn't. You're giving up some height with it, right? If I'm not mistaken, he's not like the yeah, tallest he's like, guy. He's like six five, six six, two twenty. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're getting some size, but you're also giving up some height. So, I just think out of, out of a forward, you should you should be a little bit taller. But you know, if he, he fits the mentality and culture, great. You know, like if you if the front and, office likes it, great. I mean, they're not going to need him to do a ton. I feel like that he is kind of the the yin and yang. He's the yin to like Zaire Williams' yang. They picked Zaire yeah. Williams last year. Yeah. He's a he's a forward guy off the bench that is super lengthy and incredibly small and skinny. And so they got the like, oh, we have him, but now we'll we'll get the big, powerful guy. Like, I think Grant Williams. He's not as big as Grant. Like, he's not as tall as Grant Williams, but I feel like that he could have a similar kind of vibe and role as Grant Williams does where, all right, we just need you to shoot. We need you to play, make a tiny bit, but it's mostly just be like big and strong and deal with bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. So um, where are we at uh, with the 24th Mar- pick? Yeah, we got. Yeah. With 24th pick, the Bucks select Marjan Bochamp out of G league at night. I like this fit a lot. I really like Mar- Marjan Bochamp. I think he's going to have a, a good career in the NBA. I think it's going to be even better that he's, you know, learning from champions uh, there in Milwaukee. What do you think? Yeah, it's nice. I think that Milwaukee has been one of the things they've been trying to find over the last a uh, little bit is just a piece in the front court that can give them some some versatility. They wanted Jordan Noir to be that last year. I'm honestly mm-hmm. kind of surprised that he hasn't been able to make more of an impact there, giving given like how well he shot the ball but i mean i think this is just another swing to try and find that that front court piece that they need to be able to to free up some versatility there so it's i mean it's definitely a swing no yeah but you're getting them at 24 uh you know anything you yeah. could get there would be great so it's not like you're you're reaching for him and he kind of fell to you uh i like the fit a lot and uh i like the kid a lot i mean he just his interview was like it's so emotional i love it hit me right in the feels just cool feel good stuff so with the 25th pick the spurs uh take blake wesley from notre dame you were really high on on blake wesley from like night one i remember earlier on the season you were higher on him than most people uh tell me do you like the fit here with the spurs it's strange because they have so many guards but so, I mean, like, the fit's honestly not great, in my opinion, but it's, I mean, especially really nice to have him with the shooting coach. And yeah, it just but, seems like they have a logjam of two, three, like, wing kind of guys. So, yeah, maybe they're trying to make a move, get him more in the point guard mold and get him to be more of a playmaker, which he flashed at Notre Dame, but wasn't, I mean, they needed him to score, so he was more of that yeah lead guard that was scoring. So maybe that's the goal. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe they're moving Dejounte Murray too, and he kind of slides into that that role. I don't know, man. Seems weird. Yeah, I, I don't I like really. Yeah, I like the player. I don't really know about the fit unless they just really liked how he how he carried himself and and liked his film a lot and thought that, you know, maybe he is the future. I mean, DeJounte Murray is, has been the talk of some trades about trading with the Hawks. So that, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be totally surprised me. 
Um, so maybe they're just trying to find a, a, a replacement there or somebody that they could look to for long-term uh, solutions there. So, all right, with 26 picks, the Mavericks select the Mavericks select Wendell Moore Jr. from Duke. He had been traded to the Timberwolves. Is that correct? Yes. Or no, from Houston. Traded to Houston? Traded from Houston to Dallas. Oh, I don't know why NBA is saying... My bad, peeps. Um, so he's going that's to. I, that's what this has here, dude. Again, just give give me the Great. team that he's going to land on, please. <laughs> All right. So this one, ESPN on Maybe the app is, is saying the Dallas. ESPN is saying that he was tr- drafted by Dallas, but his rights were w- were traded to Minnesota. So, from what I can tell, he's landing in Minnesota. Either way, how do we feel about Wendell Moore? I've never been a Wendell Moore guy. Just never saw the appeal. I don't know how he went over some of the other guys that have been that were drafted later. Um, but you know, Minnesota, Mavericks, whatever they whoever take Houston, whoever takes them, they they see an appeal. Do you like any of the fits there? I like the fit just because the Timberwolves need shooting and need better guard play and and he shot 41% on 126 threes last year. He's also pretty efficient from two, shot 80% from the free throw line. I like Wendell Moore's game a lot. He seems like that he's his ceiling is kind of like a seventh or eighth man, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, it is confirmed he is going to the Timberwolves. I, I looked it up a couple spots. Definitely correct Word. on NBA's website, too. So he is going hey, to the Timberwolves. Good for him. <laughs> um, I think you're confusing it with Ty Ty Washington later on in a couple picks. But all right, so with the 27th pick, the Miami Heat select Nikola Jovich. Um, I like this fit a lot. I think, he, I think he's going to fit well with, this, with that culture. I really... I, he had a really fun interview. If you saw the, like, if you watched the interview with him, like very like complimentary of uh Jokic and all that stuff. So um, what, what do you think of the fit here for Nikola Jovic in Miami? Cool. Miami is really good at developing players. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be really good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably my favorite pick in the draft outside of Orlando's first pick, obviously, uh, number 28, the Warriors select Patrick Baldwin Jr. out of Milwaukee. It's just not fair. Where's the Jesse from Breaking Bad? They can't keep getting away with this. Gif. <laughs> this is literally what I was just thinking. It's not fair that they can't keep getting away with this. They Last year, they got Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. This year, they're getting Patrick Baldwin Jr. After like just winning a champion, like... This kid is going, he might not contribute night one in the NBA, but he is going to be a problem in the league. I guarantee it. I would put money on it. I just really like this kid. And the him going to one of the you know, best shooting organizations of all time is totally not fair. I, I just love that they now have completed what can be a complete lineup of players that Kentucky was very much interested in. <laughs> they can go... Him, Andrew Wiggins, uh, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, and Draymond Green as a shout out yep. to when he was committed to Kentucky under Tubby and then decommitted yep. when we fired him. Uh, he'll probably be good because it's the Warriors. <laughs> 
and and the expectations are low for him. I mean, he went twenty eighth. Yeah, came out of Milwaukee. His draft stock kind of kind of you know dropped it there. You know whatever. So I mean, like they're playing with house money with taking this kid. Uh, can only go up from there. Exactly. I, I love the pick. I love the pick. So the twenty ninth pick, the Memphis Grizzlies select Ty Ty Washington Jr. out of Kentucky. Those rights were traded to Houston Rockets. Ty Ty is a rocket. I think this is a good landing spot for him, especially after who they took in the earlier in the round. I mean, Ty Ty and Jabari in the same team is just a cheat code, absolute cheat code. And then you add in uh, who else did they take there? We already talked about Atari Eason. Yeah. All SEC team, like you said, just crazy. That's right. Absolutely crazy. What do we think of this? It's nice because he's not going to have a ton of pressure on him. He, I think his his ability to shoot and play kind of off ball and be that secondary playmaker is going to be super big on this team. So I feel like he comes in with a a really nice role that he can fit in really well. So I, I love the landing spot for him. Yeah. I really wanted the heat to take him. I just, I just envisioned some pick and rolls with bam out of bio and it had just been nasty work. And then that been so fun. And even if it, if the pick and roll wasn't there, the kick out to Tyler hero or Duncan Robinson or, you know, whatever it, a lot of endless opportunities for him to just absolutely feast in the assist column uh, would have been nice, but nonetheless, I still think the Rockets a good landing spot for him. So, all right, with the 30th pick, the Thunder select Peyton Watson. His rights were traded to the Denver Nuggets. Peyton Watson, I'm definitely not high on. I don't. I think it's unfair that Kentucky gets crapped on for taking top 10 kids, and sometimes they don't pan out, and uh, they, they fall in the draft. Peyton Watson averaged three points in the freaking entire season, and Mick Cronin gets crickets for it. It makes no sense to me. It's because no one cares about Mick Cronin. That's very true, but nonetheless – UCLA is a blue blood, whether we want to admit it or not. They're they're an old blue blood, whatever you want to call that. And Peyton Watson, I don't think should have gone to the draft this year. I think he could have stayed back. We talked about that Tuesday night, uh, but he's going to the Nuggets. Do you think he has a redemption arc there, the Nuggets, or is he just going to ride the pine? Probably ride the pine, but like I said earlier, Nicole Jokic makes everyone good. So like, good for him. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so I don't want to break down every pick in the second round because, A, not every pick has been made, and, uh, B, uh, we don't have enough time for that. We'd be here all night, and it's getting pretty late, and we're going to have this up ready for in the morning. So are there any picks in the second round that just really stuck out, stuck out to you, whether it be good or bad, that you wanted to, to highlight? I'm going to go ahead and go first, say Caleb Houston. I'm not sure about the magic taking Caleb Houston with the 32nd <laughs> pick. Uh, there were plenty of options that we didn't think that were going to be available like Jaden Hardy, like Kendall Brown, like Christian Coloco, Jalen Williams, Gabriel Persoda, Persida, that that dude, I I've been sold on Prosciutto? him the last Persida. <laughs> I don't know. I just like I, every time someone says it, I think of prosciutto, like the <laughs> really like thinly sliced ham. And yeah, that's yeah. What I, the other Italian. Um, yeah. It would have been nice to have an Italian master class. Shout out to my buddy Marco for seeing that vision as well. But Caleb Houston, I think he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a G League G League guy for a little bit with Orlando. Um, I mean, he's it's a wings it's a wings league now. Um, so I'd like to see him. It's a nice upside a, swing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like 
we we got we won the draft last year. Well, not won the draft, but we we won our draft last year with Franz <laughs> Wagner. So anything you know, adding Caleb Houston here, who uh, this uh, this time last year was a top ten pick. Uh, you know that's decent. That's 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 not bad. Sure. So I, I trust the front office there. Maybe they can bring it out of him again. So we'll see. Um, any other picks that you you want to talk about in this? I think Jaden Hardy is one that we should definitely mention a little bit. Gross. Um, the Thunder taking the other Jalen Williams to complete the Jalen Williams uh, <laughs> duo is is awesome. Yeah. Plus, I think he's just a fun piece for the Thunder, too. Um, I like... So is Bryce McGowan going to the Hornets, or is he going to the Timberwolves? He's... Oh, and the Timberwolves got Minot, too? Yes. Um, I think Ooh. I think he's going to the Hornets. At least that's what NBA okay, well, is both, reporting. I like both of those a lot, actually. Yeah. Also, why did the Pelicans? How did EJ Liddell slip to forty-one? Yeah, I think it's his, is his height. I mean, he's a very I undersized guess. power forward. And he's um, a junior, so he's old. Older, very undersized. It's just, it's just different. But the Pelican, I think he he'd be solid for the Pelicans off the bench. Um, you know, to give give Zion some rest because Lord knows he's going to need it. Uh, so, yeah. uh, no, I, I like that there. I like I like the Spurs getting Kennedy Chandler. We thought that they maybe take him earlier, maybe at the twenty fifth pick or. You I know, thought whatever. that one was going to the Grizzlies. This one has it going to the Grizzlies. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's... Correct, correct. Yes. Uh not bad, not bad in sure. the Tyus Jones role. If they you know end up losing Tyus Jones, we kind of talked about that the other night with Ty Ty, maybe going to the Grizzlies. So they they end up getting Kennedy Chandler. A little undersized, um, but so is Tyus Jones, so that works out in their favor. It's not like they have to get used to something like that. Uh, Celtics taking J.D. Davidson. Interesting pick. Don't know if it, if it's my favorite pick there. Yeah, so I think second round, uh, Pacers getting Andrew Nimhard as a backup point guard to Tyrese Halliburton. I think it's a great, great pick there. Uh, I, I've always liked Nimhard, even when he was at Florida. So, um all around, I think it was a decent draft. A lot of people are saying that this draft's weaker. Uh, also love the Cavaliers taking the other Mobley, so they have both Mobleys there. Just having that brother connection is always oh, fun. Oh, I didn't see that. That That's that's Yeah, sweet. yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, I do agree that this there's probably more role players than stars in this draft, but I, th- I still think there could be you know, a you know, star here or there praying and hoping as a magic fan that that star is named Paolo Bancaro. Uh, but you know, even if he ends up being, like I said, I tweeted out earlier, if he gets, if we get Nick Anderson style production out of Paolo Bancaro, you know, fine by me. Nick Anderson was a fine player for Orlando and, uh, was on a finals team. So absolutely sign me up, you know, whatever it takes. But, um, let's, let's do, we, we played it earlier with our, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, lock sleeper bust. What do we want? Who? How do we want to do this? You want to go lock first? You want to go sleep first? Bus first? Let's do do this real quick. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it. Let's go locks first, and then we'll do bus, and then we'll do sleepers to end on a positive note. So, who is the the lock? Is the lock is me crying if Alonis Williams doesn't go here to the Pacers? <laughs> I'm gonna be sad. Yeah, because there's two <laughs> teams that forfeited. This is the last pick, right? Two teams have forfeited their their picks, so there's only. Milwaukee, Miami, four for their yeah, picks. So the only fifty-eight picks left uh, in the draft this year. Um, no, I think the lock here, and 
it pains me to say it, but it wasn't a lock. It was like the magic taking Paolo wasn't a lock. I mean, it was smokescreen all day. The thunder taking Chet Holmgren was an absolute lock. He didn't. So Paolo and Jabari apparently didn't work out. Neither of them worked out for the teams that ended up drafted, drafting them, which is weird. It's weird. Um, but at the same time, I feel like do they don't they do private workouts? So things that aren't reported. I don't think I don't think they worked out. Like I don't I don't think they I don't think the Magic had Paolo in for a workout. And the same thing with Jabari. I mean, you, I don't know. You don't really need to see, see the kid workout to know how good. You don't. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's just, it is weird. No, it's just like yeah, weird. It is that. weird. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. Thunder taking taking Chet Holmgren is it's a lock of locks here. I think that absolutely right. fits fits the lock mold. Um, trying to think of the other one. Uh, I mean, shoot, Pistons taking Jaden Ivey is a lock. What do you think? All right, so you just took two of the top five picks. <laughs> That's boring. I'm gonna do Keegan Murray as my as my lock inside the top five. Okay. Spurs taking Jeremy Sohan. I think that he's good. And then I'm Spurs taking Jeremy Sohan was the other lock, the last lock I have. Okay. I'm gonna go Mark Williams to the Hornets. Okay, yeah, that that's Uh, fair. That's pretty chalk. We manifested that one and I think it's a really good thing. All right. Let's go bust here. Let's go a little let's go negative on the pod. Let's go bust. The first one that like shined out to me was Malachi Branham, yeah. but that I'm gonna pick a new a new lane since I have already kind of poo pooed that pick a couple times. Um, I'm gonna go, dude. I, I'm gonna say Walker Kessler to the Timberwolves just because I he, he'll be fine, but I just don't see how you pick a player that has essentially no way to see the court in the playoffs. Cause that dude is going to get hunted in pick and rolls and he's going to have to play drop coverage and dudes are just going to shoot over him all day. So that's, that's my bust. So I think I'm going to go Dale and Terry to the bulls. I just don't. Okay. I just don't I can see that. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's not so much that I think he's just not going to do well. I just think it's the landing spot. More so, um, he's gonna be fighting for minutes with Io Desumo. You know, like it's just it's gonna be a tough spot for him. Uh, Io is a Chicago guy. You don't think he's gonna be fighting for minutes there, or no? Oh no, I was, I oh, was reacting. <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's just I think it's gonna be tough there. Um, I think he's gonna be fighting for minutes with Io. Io is a Chicago guy. Hometown boy wins here in this case. I think once his Rookie contract ends. We'll see Dale and Terry on the move, or maybe before that, uh, they'll, they might move him into trade. I just think it's a little bit of logjam there, and um, I don't know if he if he gets the minutes he needs to boost his his uh, stock there. For, uh, you know, maybe for free agency. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dale and Terry with my uh, bust here. All right, with sleeper of the draft, who do you have? How are we defining sleeper? I think I asked this. Last I think time. anything outside of the lottery should be fair. All righty. Um, let's go down here. Oh, 
I'm going to use a sleeper and say that it's a lock that Max Christie is the new Taylor Horton Tucker slash Kuzma <laughs> slash whoever, like whoever you want to insert in the, this is the very much a role player that the Lakers fans completely overvalue. <laughs> Although I kind of do like that landing spot a little bit for him, but um, hmm, let's go sleeper. Actually, you know what? I'll go a little nepotism here and do Isaiah Mobley. I really like Isaiah Mobley's game. I think that he is a cool piece for the Cavs too, um, as kind of they have their front court set with his brother and Jared Allen. But I think that he is a little bit more of a three four kind of hybrid guy that can play and do some virtual stuff there. So I'll do him as my sleeper actually. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, it feels, it feels cheap to say the Warriors with Patrick Baldwin Jr. because how much I talked them up when we previewed it or talked about it. So I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Raptors taking Christian Coloco. I've just been a big fan of Christian Coloco's game. Dude, yes. Getting him at 33. I feel like it's not super like he was projected around there. But I still think a lot of people are going to be look back in this draft and be like, how did he go 33? I think I think we're going to talk about Christian Coloco going 33 like we talk about Draymond Green going 35. Uh, I think it'll be near that conversation at the end of the day when it's all said and done. I mean, like, especially if his if he starts shooting threes like the Combine said he could you know, somehow. Yeah. So if he could stretch the floor and and do crazy stuff like that, uh, you know, like that he already did and defending the rim and getting rebounds, then yeah, I think he's going to be fantastic. Shout out to Scott for that, um, by the way. Lucky kid. Lucky, yeah, lucky shout kid. Out Scott. Yeah, whatever. Man, man looks into Scotty Barnes last year and now he, he gets him. No, so, okay, so Chris Boucher definitely shot more, um, more threes in college, but. I was gonna say like we we watched we watched Chris Boucher kind of become a three and D big, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange to say, um, but he's super athletic and can finish around the rim uh, on some lobs and then uh, and can shoot threes and I mean yeah Christian Coloco can turn into that even if Chris Boucher ends up leaving because they definitely might have to. To let him go, it, he could slide right into that role. So I, that's a great call out. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> even think to, yeah. So call that one out. All right. Well, this has been fun. The other, the other sleeper, the other sleeper is the entire NBA because Alondis didn't be drafted, <laughs> and now I'm sad. I could see him getting picked up, uh, you know, on the on the ten day or you know on the contract for the G League and work his way onto a team. He's an ex Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so. Uh, so at the end of the day, this has been fun. It's pretty late 12 40 we're gonna have this posted like instantly as soon as i can get it up uh pause and uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> oh man, oh, man. Uh, no as soon as i get this posted um it'll be available for you to listen to you on your feed but yeah this has been absolutely fun i love the nba draft kind of sad that we don't have as much content to talk about anymore uh you know but then we have free agency coming up so it should be wild uh, but shout out to say, we, we can always we can always come up with content. Yeah, shout out to the land of magic. Thank you for not picking Javari Smith Jr. and only picking Javari Smith Jr. I, I want to preface or not preface this. I want to say I want to clarify. I've been fine with Jabari 
We just didn't need to take him at one. We could have traded back and uh, gotten him. Connor was going to talk himself, for the listeners, Connor was going to talk Definitely. himself into whoever they took. Yeah. So don't let him fool you at all that he was going to be sad if they took Jabari. He would have. No, I I definitely would have had to talk myself into it. I even I even admitted that, but I did say, oh, time to go talk myself into Rashard Lewis 2.0. Uh, <laughs> and Rashard Lewis was a member of that finals team. But again, you don't take a member, you don't take a role player with the number one pick, in my opinion. But uh, neither here nor there because we got probably the most impactful win now type player in the league. Uh, in the draft in Palo Bencaro. So thank you. Thank you, Welt Ham, for doing your job. You guys are amazing. Uh, Dal, are you happy with your team team's results tonight? Sure. <laughs> Charlotte got Mark Williams. That's all you needed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We, we we missed out on a, on a Chet-Shaden Sharp combo, which I'm kind of sad about, which would have made me solidify my uh, Thunder fandom. But Chet going there was cool. There were a bunch of, I mean, a bunch of the guys that I was really excited about going to certain places ended up happening. So I'm, I'm really happy with this draft. Draft always yeah. fun. Uh, I will, I will say, if you're a Kentucky fan listening to this, just move on from the Shaden Sharp stuff at this point. Uh, he's going to the Blazers. He's gonna have a great career, I'm sure, and uh, you're gonna have a great life without him. And it'll be okay, I promise you. So just move on. Um, yeah, it'll be fine. That's that's the approach I have. I'm not not here defending him. I'm not here saying like, oh, he deserves this or he deserves that. You know what? The kid the kid wanted to chase his dream and he's chasing his dream. And uh, you know, it didn't happen to result in a championship for Kentucky, and that shouldn't bother me any any bit. So, uh, Dal, appreciate you coming on, man, giving your insight on this draft. It's been fun. It was nice talking with you the entire night about the draft and giving our reactions. And I'm glad we could do this live reaction pod for it so i uh, appreciate you coming on man hey go magic yeah, go magic go palo yeah <laughs> yeah italian noises nah, this was <laughs> this was a blast i'm doing the italian yeah the hand, hand gesture, gesture yeah yeah it's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. perfect 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 he pulls that out after he like hits a game winner or something i'm gonna i'm a magic fan <laughs> I'll, I'll message him make sure he does it <laughs> <laughs> Good, good, good. Oh man. All right. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for checking us out. Sorry we had so many episodes this week, but you know what? If you want to if you're here and listening to us at you know however late we're into this podcast, then that means you're see, a fan. He, see, he said sorry. He said sorry, but he what he meant to say was your Yes, wife. exactly. So all right, you guys have a great week. Peace.